Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. DC! Acknowledge me! Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk! you feel very comfortable in your own skin like you're always waiting for something bad to happen whether that be hijinks or not who knows uh either way you kind of feel like something bad is about to happen hopefully it doesn't happen tonight for the capitals against sid the kid not so much a kid anymore evgeny malkin and the pittsburgh penguins we will be after this show at 4 o'clock. And Matty Ice is dressed in his Rock the Red, Red Capitals Ovechkin jersey, looking good, looking spry. I don't own one because I don't do the jersey thing. Uh, I should have probably brought in my hat, my Stanley Cup champions hat, but that was a long time ago. After this show at 4 o'clock, I'm going to get back in the old vehicle And I'm going to drive and saunter over to Capital One Arena. And then at 6.30 tonight, over on the mothership, over on the executive jet, I'm going to do a Capital Season Preview show from 6.30 to 7.15. Live from Capital One Arena outside of Section 106. And then you know what I'm going to do, Matty Ice? I'm going to waltz right in to the Arena Bowl. And I'm going to watch some opening night hockey between the Caps and the Penguins. Sounds like a pretty good Sounds yeah. like a pretty good uh, Friday. It would yeah, help if I grabbed the right mic. Right, exactly. Exactly. It would help. Uh, we are in an audio business, as one uh, uh, Chad Dukes used to say. So, uh Yes, indeed. No, it should be, hopefully, a good Friday night. And the place will be rocking. Listen, it's been a while since this team has had the meteoric success it had in 2018. Uh, I mean, obviously. Uh, Four straight years out in the first round and then didn't even make it last year. 
So maybe this is a lot of to do about nothing. Maybe it's just one game of 82. And by the time we get to, you know, game 80, 81, 82, they'll be eliminated and it'll be another lost year. I don't know. But I do feel relatively optimistic about what we are about to embark on tonight for the Washington Capitals. Relatively optimistic. And Again, a lot of it will depend on health. Just a reminder for everyone, the current count, 822 for Ovechkin. And we have a feature that we will have again this year. Straight Every time Alex Ovechkin scores a goal, of course, you'll hear it right here the next morning or the next day uh, on the Team 980. How about that? So we need Alex Ovechkin to score a lot of goals, A, to get closer and closer to history, uh, and B, to obviously play that sounder and the feature because that means good things, generally speaking, for the Capitals. Now, it is interesting you bring that up, right? Because, I I mean, I'm very well aware of the record and what it means and all of that stuff. Uh, I was very, very, very lucky to be at the game where he – tied Gordie Howe and then broke Gordie Howe's mark for a second all-time. Uh, it was an awesome moment, right? Uh, again, uh, Tyler, uh, my my buddy Kevin from Guy Fieri's Restaurant was there with us, uh, Molly from Best Buddies. So I had wonderful company. Uh, I had Odyssey's little loft perch thing, whatever. It was a great night, awesome night. It was Christmas time. Fun, fun, fun. And Ovechkin had gone like four games in a row since the hat trick in Chicago in which he got to 800 without scoring. So, like, you knew at some point he was going to score. And he helped me out twice. And I almost missed. I almost missed the mark that would put him past Gordie Howe because I was stuck in a concession line that took forever between the first and second period. But either way, I'm very aware of the record and it's awesome and it's cool and what have you. But does this make me sound like a curmudgeon? I care way more about them winning and getting into the playoffs and getting past the first round than they, than I care at all about the record. I mean, he, first of all, he's not going to break the record this year. I'm not saying I don't care about the record. I do. I care much more about them winning. Is that old man get off my lawn, Chris Russell? Or is that the way we should be approaching it? I don't think so. If you were just going to say that you didn't care about the record in general, I would bring up the fact that for the couple days after the hat trick, before he got the record, you were every single day in here, oh gosh, I hope he doesn't score. I really want to see it with Tyler this weekend. Oh man, he didn't score yesterday. I hope he doesn't score again today. I really right. want to see the record with Tyler. You're right. You're so right. You're you right. claiming I did do you that. don't care about it. I was going to call Bull Pucky on that. But I can say what I just said, but and it I doesn't make me you. wrong, right? And I agree with you. And I think a big part of that is because this is going to be a layup year for the rec- in regards to the record. I don't think anyone thinks he's going to get it this year. But right. if he can get 40 or so goals, then that is a, you know what, next year he absolutely Pretty has. darn good chance that it's going to happen oh, at yeah. some point next year, depending on where he winds up this year. So really what we're looking for this year is him to score a lot, right. knowing that he probably isn't going to get the record this year. But him scoring a lot also brings 
us into playoff contention, right. which means we have a better team and it's more entertaining. And then we're not just only following the team for how close right. is he going to get. Ideally, 50-plus goals, which is a lot to ask for. But 50-plus goals, which, again, gets him way closer to the record than he is currently right now, puts him on track to break it in next season. Um, but more importantly, like you said, if he scores 50-plus goals or even 40-plus goals, there's a good chance that the Capitals benefit as a team from that. Of course they do. But really, you know, Ovechkin had a great year last year. What they can't have happen is to be playing large stretches of games without John Carlson, without TJ Oshie, without Nicholas Backstrom, without Tom Wilson, and without the young players contributing and making hay, which they did two years ago in LaViolette's second year. And for whatever reason, they weren't part of the mix last year. We talked to Connor McMichael yesterday, and he was one of those players that had made a lot of headroom in year two, two years ago, and then played 66 games, I think it was, and then was, I don't want to say invisible last year because he was down in Hershey a lot of the year, and they did win a Calder Cup, but there just wasn't that same carryover where the young guns or the young core was able to contribute as well last year, even with all of the injuries and maybe that was the thing. They had too many injuries to overcome, and it was asking too much of the young guys. I don't know. Either way, here's what I know. They got eight players under the age of 25. They haven't done that in a while. This team needs the speed, the transition, the youth, the young legs, back-to-back nights, the road trips, all of that stuff. And even at home, I mean, even with the great home ice advantage that they have, you know, I mean, I mean, clearly they've won much more at home then lost, but it's 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 not like this team always plays great at home. I, I, I there's plenty of times where they come out flat as you know what, and you need those young legs, the transition, the ability to speed and skate through the neutral zone, to be able to dig out pucks in the corner, to give yourself an extra scoring chance per period or you know per ten minutes or whatever just. To be able to work better behind the net, cycle, all that stuff, power play. I'm really excited. I'm optimistic. I don't know if they make the playoffs. The Eastern Conference is pretty loaded. But I look forward to the journey, and I hope you do too, uh, on this uh, Friday the 13th as the Caps open up their season. And by the way, again, 6.30 tonight. On 106.7 of the fan to 7.15 right after Grant and Danny, I'll be with you uh, on 106.7 and the Odyssey app for a Cap Season preview show. We had Connor McMichael on yesterday. You can go check that out on the Odyssey app. It's also up at theteam980.com. You can hear the entire interview. I thought Connor did a good job, uh, and we tried to ask him the most appropriate questions. Now, that being said, the Commanders also play on Sunday. And while it's not October the 13th, it goes with the theme of will the Commanders be scary again Sunday in Atlanta? Will the Commanders actually play like they're interested? Will the Commanders show up on time at 102 on Sunday afternoon instead of at 215 or 230? 
or 2.35 or whatever time they usually bother to show up. You're in a dome. You're on the road. There'll be plenty of Commanders fans there. Atlanta Falcons fans are, you know, noisy and boisterous, but they're not. I mean, let's be honest. It's not Philadelphia. You know, this is not a, a, a great home field advantage by any stretch. Here's the deal. Of course I want the Commanders to win. It's better for the radio show. They'd be 3-3, three and three and they'd be going to MetLife Stadium against what is perceived to be a terrible opponent, and nothing ever could go wrong for this team when they're playing a perceived-to-be terrible opponent, right? Right? I mean, we never see anything like that. I mean, when does this team ever get ambushed from the very start and lose to a team that's 0-4 and hadn't won a game in a year by 20 points? I mean, we never see that, right? Oh, okay. Well, maybe we do. I could see a scenario where the commanders somehow win on Sunday and everybody starts to feel better about things. Break the three-game losing streak, 3-3, three and three, heading to met life, the Giants suck, chance to you know get back into it. And then they absolutely lay an absolute fried egg at MetLife Stadium. I could see that very easily in my fearless forecasting mind. Because that's how this team operates. They'll win a game. Not that they're not supposed to win. I mean, they were two-point dogs earlier in the week. I have no idea what they are now. But... They're not supposed to necessarily win this game. They're on the road. They're against a better team that's 3-2, and two, that doesn't have constant Hershey squirts in their underwear like this team does. But I could see how they could win this game, and so could you. All it takes is Desmond Ritter to play like he did in Jacksonville or in London against Jacksonville, as opposed to the way he played against Houston last week, and they barely won that game. What if Desmond Ritter doesn't go for three bills? What if Kyle Pitts once again is invisible? What if somehow Bijan Robinson doesn't catch a ball on the backside of his hip for a touchdown on a shovel toss pitch inside the five yard line? These are all things that can happen. Or they might not happen. And maybe Washington wins this game. And then again, everybody, you could see, oh, see, it was because we said do your job. And we did our jobs. Oh, it was because you guys were panicking. See, there was nothing to see here. We told you there were 12 games left. And they would be right. And they would be right for a couple of days. And again, then they could go and lay a gigantic egg and go splat at MetLife Stadium against a horrible Giants team, and then we'd be right back to where we were. Or they could actually handle success. It's something that they have not done well over the years. They've had a couple of winning streaks, right? Two, three games, four games, even under Ron. They have not handled 
success very well. 2-0 start to this year. The surprise of the NFL, they come home and get squashed by a better team, but squashed. Then after an inspiring effort in Philadelphia, come home, Thursday night football, national video, and they get dump trucked. They do not do a good job of handling success. I forgot the term that I used to call it. Um, but it, it it it's something that, you know, it it's something that that goes with success and I I'm, I'm I'm forgetting the term that I used to use. They just do not handle situations like that very well. Again, that's not to say that they never do it. That's not to say that they never can. That's to say the 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 writing is on the wall that they are not a team that is good at their own handling their own positive press clippings and the good buzz and the good karma. But even before you get to that, they've got to find a way to win this game. So how do they do it? Well, I have a bunch of things on my list. I want to hear how they do it from you. If they're going to win, and that's a huge if, how do you think it gets done? How do they take command and do their jobs Sunday in Atlanta? Or will it be a scary Sunday in Hotlanta where the fans, I'm sure, are really upset that Bryce Harper and the Phillies crushed their dreams last night and over the last two nights and eliminated their asses for the A, baby, for the A. 118, Team 980, just get rocking and rolling on a Friday, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. That's how you can call in on the Ace Law listener lines. In a wreck, Ace Law will help you get a check. Call 8888-ACE-LAW. Caps opening night, Commanders, scary Sunday in the ATL, all on tap for you. Thursday night football will get there. NFL Sunday Super Six Pack will get there as well. All on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, good to have you with us on a Friday, the 13th of October, year of our law, 2023, 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. How do the commanders avoid a scary Sunday in Atlanta? Not going to be easy. One of the ways that they can do it, again, we talked about this early in the week. I haven't wanted to bury you guys in it. Come out and up-tempo, man. Come out in tempo by design, not by necessity, not because you're desperate, not because of anything other than tempo by design. We're going to catch the Atlanta Falcons napping. We're going to slow them down before they get a chance to get the oil running through the machine. Guy like Grady Jarrett will destroy you if you let him. Calais Campbell will destroy you if you let him, especially with this offensive line and the quarterback that holds onto the ball. You want quick drops. You want to run the ball. You want to get to the line of scrimmage early. You want to have a plan so that they can't plan and adjust to you. And they can't shuttle out as much personnel. And they can't match up. And you show them, do something that you haven't done. Surprise them a little bit. If you don't want to do that, for crying out loud, you want to come out and you want to line up and act like, you know, there's no big deal, no big sense of urgency. Run a flea flicker on the first snap of the game. Take a shot. Do something creative. Do something out of the box. Do something that Atlanta's not expecting. Why? Because you've shown no urgency at all whatsoever. Do that. Plus, we can talk about the cap season opener tonight against the Pittsburgh Penguins and the cap season in general. Again, I'll be hosting a cap season preview show, just a short little sojourn live from Capital One Arena tonight outside of one uh, Section 106 on the concourse. So if you're uh, coming to the game, make sure you stop by and say hello right after Grant and Danny and before the Caps Network pregame show. We'll have Steve Wino on from the Associated Press in about an hour and five minutes. Might have a eye on the enemy look at the Falcons here coming up. So with that being said, I want to get to the phones. And let's start with Miss oh. Taylor Heineke. Oh, she was so surprised. She was so surprised that I got to her already. She's got to get She's got to get the, the vocal cords ready. What's oh up, Sabah? I, um, I was doing my torch. I'm like, oh, my God, he already got to me. Okay, hold on. Let me turn Colin Cowherd off. I mean, it falls him. Let me turn Colin Cowherd off. Well, no, he's on the TV, just the TV. You know, and then I'm listening to you, and I'm doing my charts. I'm a triple tasker. I'm on my computer. I mean, I mean, you you are multi talented. That's for damn sure. Yes, you know, I like a lot of action, a lot of noise in my head, evidently. Mm. Um, All right. So, what do you want first? I don't know if I should sing my little skit because I think I'm annoying. 
uh, certain people about the uh, Taylor Heineke thing, but I thought this would be the last, my last little hurrah. Well, I, yeah, I want, your I, ga- I want your game spin you know. first, and okay. then you can sing yes, the, the Taylor Heineke song, okay? okay? Um, I, I'm worried about this game. Um, uh, you know, I was worried about, uh, who was it? I think it was Arizona. I think I was worried about it. And I actually maybe picked us to lose. I can't remember. And we won. So then I'm like, well, I'll, I'm going to start picking – you know, us to win, and um, and then that didn't work out. So why don't I just go with what my gut is? That doesn't mean I'm not a fan, clearly. I'm unfortunately seeing something like, you know, 17-14. You know, they win. Um, I, my, I want us to just embarrass Ritter because I want him out of there. I don't think Ritter's a good quarterback. I don't think he's as good as Sam Howell or Taylor. He had an amazing game last week. And um, but his coach helped him out. His coach puts him in great situations to let him do what he does best. So what we need to do is make him do things that his coach is uncomfortable letting him do, which is just straight drop back and pass. So that's what I'm hoping happens. But I just don't see it because I think we're going to get out coached, and I think their defense is going to play better than our defense, and that's not good for us Redskins fans. So. That's what I see, and I'm unfortunately about that. That's not what I'm rooting for. I think if we win, it's going to be something like 27-19, something like that, if we win. All right, so the natural bridge has been that you hate Ritter, and, of course, you're Mrs. Taylor Heineke. Does Heineke get into the game either because Ritter struggles or because Ritter gets injured on Sunday? No, I don't think so. I've, I've, I've given up hope. I thought it's not happening. I think Ritter is Teflon. I don't know the guy. He was almost dead, and then boom, he came right back like a little cockroach. So he's he's you hate he, anybody. Not, uh, you hate anybody well, that'll keep your guy down. Basically, I mean, he's not Fitz, and he's not Wentz. At least they got out of the way. I mean, golly, at least they gave us a chance to see him. You know, that's so, funny. This Ritter guy is not because his coach is better and is protecting him. You know. Mm. So All right. Anyway, that's that's I, my story. All right. All right. I want the you Taylor want, Heineke you, song. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hold on. Hope, Matt, we have not done. Right. Wait. Before, while she's warming up her vocal yeah. cords, we have not yeah. done a good enough job of playing back the first song. We have not that's played right. that. I don't think again. since what then. Happened? I don't know. Yeah. Blame Matt. That should be our theme yeah. on the show again. Baby. Blame, blame, blame Matt. That's that. That's that's not my. That's fault. okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ready. <laughs> All right, ready? Okay, okay, you ready? We get some background music. See. Doom, me, doom, me, me, doom, me, 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 la 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 Welcome back to the same old place where it started from. Welcome back to the place we wanted you to call your home. But Ron, he said nothing. And Scott told you to stop running. You woke up, Terry. You made fans merry. Your bombs were called yellow. Your arm was called a noodle. You had to win your games with last drive heroics. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back, Heineke. That's all I got. <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, I, I, I mean, here, here's the deal. Okay. You and I disagree on Taylor Heineke. We always will. But yes. I love your support of your guy. Uh, and some of the lyrics were cool little ditties. I yes. I personally enjoyed the first one more than that one. But that one yes. wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Okay. Well, that was the point. The first one's for you guys. But this one, I had to say something about how they mistreated him and everything. But 
It's over. I know it's over. Let's go with Sam. I'm ready for the Sam Howell uh, regime to begin, and I'm hoping that not one single coach is here next year with him. I want a whole brand-new slate. So if it takes us losing to get that done, let's do it. But I want Sam to play well. I want him to throw for 300 yards, three touchdowns, and no interceptions, and to not get sacked one bit. That's pretty good, my goal. Pretty good chance of that. Appreciate you, Sabah. Good effort, Thanks, as always. Love you. Uh, let you go. Uh, love you, too. Have a good weekend. Time for a quick trending alert, then more of your calls. We might have a potential guest coming up here shortly. I'll let you know as soon as we can. But let's do the trending alert right here, right now. All right, the Commanders continue to get set for the Atlanta Falcons at 3-2 and two down in Hotlanta on Sunday afternoon. All-day coverage right here for you on the Team Not 80. Don't forget to check out Big L and DOC postgame style after the Commanders hopefully win on Sunday in Atlanta. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones of the Giants has already been ruled out as expected with a neck injury for Sunday night football against the Buffalo Bills up in Orchard Park. That means Tyrod Taylor will get the start for the G-Men. Also, from the NBA, uh, this is just a story that will not go away, and probably for good reason uh, that it won't go away, for bad reason that it's happening. Malcolm Bridges, uh, Miles Bridges, excuse me, Miles Bridges of the Charlotte Hornets has turned himself in this morning uh, to authorities after an arrest warrant was issued for a violation, allegedly, of a protection order uh, dealing and emanating from one of the domestic violence cases uh, that he has been involved in. So he turned himself in to authorities, and we will see what happens from here. He had been here in Washington, D.C., of course, last night with the Hornets as they played the Wizards in a preseason game he did not play because he was suspended by the NBA, which is also the correct move. And that's what's trending. All right, we'll get back to your calls in just a couple of moments. If you missed the Dr. Sabah swan song to Taylor Heineke, go hit that Odyssey Rewind feature. I'm sure Matt will put it up as part of the podcast, maybe isolate it or not. I don't know if we're going to see Taylor Heineke. I mean, we'll see him. He'll be in a Falcons uniform. I don't know if we'll see him on the on the field at all. Certainly not to start. Desmond Ritter is going to get that. Joining us right now. He is the host of the Believe in Falcons podcast and a writer for the Falcoholic. He's Will McFadden, and he's with us on the BetQL guest hotline as we do a little eye on the enemy on this Friday the 13th. Hey, Will, it's Chris Russell back here in D.C. How are you? Thanks for doing this. Yeah, I'm doing well, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. A swan, a swan song for Taylor Heineke, that is that's quite something. Yeah. Huh? So, so the back, so the backdrop is this. Uh, so, uh, Sabah, who uh, is one of our frequent callers, right? She's a doctor in Raleigh, North Carolina. She loves Taylor Heineke like nobody else could, like even his mama couldn't. Uh, and she is so bummed out that he's been not given a fair chance in her eyes. So she came up with a parody song 
uh, in the mode of welcome back, you know, the old, uh, you know, welcome back, welcome back, even though he's not coming back yeah. here. I, I mean, I guess he's going against his now former team in his hometown or sort of his hometown uh, for the Falcons, but he might not even play. So that's what we deal with here, you know? Yeah, I mean, hey, I, I totally get it. We were going through uh, probably still something similar with, with Matt Ryan, totally different player than, than Taylor Heineke. Right, but when you finally go back and then they're they're gone, there's uh, a big hole left in your life. No and, doubt, uh, the Falcons are trying to fill that with Desmond Ritter. Y'all are trying to fill that with Sam Howell. We'll see how that goes on Sunday. No doubt about it. All right, let's talk about Desmond Ritter because uh, you know some of us from the outside thought maybe just maybe he'll be benched. Uh, and that'll allow that storyline to go through. Not going to happen. He obviously bounced back with a great game on Sunday. The touchdown rushing early kind of took him a little while to get the oil running through the engine, but when he did, uh, found Pitts, uh, of course, uh, B. John Robinson on the little shovel toss inside the five-yard line. Let's just take Ritter first. What have you seen? What are, your, what are you thinking now after a good performance and a come-from-behind win against Houston, and what do you kind of forecast here moving forward? Yeah, Chris, I mean, I feel like hopefully this is something that can be built upon moving forward. And I know Desmond Ritter gets uh, a lot of the attention, and that's life as a, as a quarterback in the NFL, for better and worse. But I do feel as though the Falcons' offense overall, schematically in kind of the pass game, took a step forward on, on Sunday last week against the good Houston team, um, a, a team that has been a little bit surprising to start the year. And I think that what you really saw was just some of the change-up pitches that the Falcons had maybe been working towards in the first four weeks. And now that they had kind of developed some of those tendencies that teams were starting to, to key on, a lot of the over-the-middle passes, Obviously, you know, a, a run game that is first and foremost the main point of attack for Atlanta, defenses knew what to expect, and they were taking it away. And so you saw the adjustment more outside the numbers passes, more tight end screens, more running back screens, things that threw the defense off based on what they were expecting. And I think that really played into Desmond Ritter's strengths really well. Um, I saw an evolution from his game in a few areas I wasn't expecting. His hard count uh, got Houston to jump four different times, I think, in the game, and a couple of times there, there were multiple defenders who jumped on the, uh, on the hard count. So obviously, you know, that could be a, a big factor on Sunday, but it's just hard to tell with a one-game sample size. Is this, you know, smooth sailing ahead for Desmond Ritter and the Falcons offense, or was this, you know, one game where you saw much more of the good than the bad, but all it takes is the next week for the bad to right. crop back up. So everybody is, is I think, optimistic, but it's a very much an atmosphere of, all right, let's see it again. Let's see it again after that. And then we're ready to kind of buy in on Desmond Ritter as, not necessarily the long-term guy, but somebody who can get the Falcons where they want to go. And really, this is kind of similar from a Sam Howell perspective, right? I, I mean, Ritter was drafted higher, but he's only got a couple more games of experience. As a matter of fact, when Atlanta played here in late November last year, Marcus Mariota was still uh, the starter. So he's got a little bit more experience than Howell, uh, but not much more. And he was drafted higher than Howell, so whatever that ultimately means. 
it means that he's still going through a lot of the same ups and downs and the pro- and, and, and the process, if you will, that Sam is here in Washington. Yeah, it's a great point. And I mean, I think it's so what's interesting with Desmond Ritter is that he started the last four games of, of last season. Mm-hmm. And so I think a lot of people going into this year expected him to look much more like a, a second year quarterback. And in, in some aspects, he has. Right. I just mentioned the hard count. That's a nuanced part of quarterback yeah, play, absolutely. especially in the NFL. And but it, it's also very fair to remember that he made his ninth start last Sunday. On Sunday against y'all, that'll be his 10th start. I mean, that's not even close to a full season. So there is very much a, an air of, of kind of patience, but the patience can wear thin when it's, when it's the quarterback. When you've got a good backup like Taylor Heineke, who was obviously brought here for a reason, you know, then the calls become a little bit louder quicker. After the Falcons went three and out on their opening possession last Sunday, I mean, there were legitimate boos. Mm-hmm. Uh, raining down from the the fans, which I was surprised about. Sometimes it's hard to tell because Young Way Koo, the Falcons kicker, right. when they trot him out there, you get a lot of coos and yeah. you know, the boos and stuff. Right, but but that was not the case. There were clearly boos at the Falcons' offense, and then they kind of clicked from there. Uh, so again, Washington's defense poses a little bit of a different problem than Houston did. So I'm really curious to see if they can kind of repeat that but your point about Sam Howell and Desmond Ritter I mean it's it's a great comparison because it's two fan bases and two teams that are hoping that brighter days are ahead and you've got a quarterback who has shown glimpses but just not the from beginning to end fully polished product that you see from the best quarterbacks around the league and so when you don't have that you start getting antsy. No doubt about it. Will McFadden with us uh, on the BetQL guest hotline, host of the Believe in Falcons uh, podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, also writer for uh, the Falcoholic, uh, which is a, an interesting name. Uh, I like it. I like the creativity <laughs> there. Uh, tell me about I – mean, listen, we, we I think a lot of us know about Drake London. Uh, I think um, – you know, Matt Collins, obviously a, a part of the mix. They're bigger, more physical receivers. Kyle Pitts came alive a little bit, but everybody's fascinated and rightfully so by Bijan. Uh, and he's not, you know, of course, Algier and, 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 uh, uh, and and my guy Corderell Patterson are part of the mix too. I don't want to leave them out, but everybody's fascinated by Bijan. We saw the behind the, you know, hip, uh, shovel toss pass catch uh, the last week. We saw the fumble, or most of us saw the fumble. I was watching it live. Um, is he everything you expected, or is he more than what you expected? He's he's both, which is a horrible answer, but he's everything and more. It's okay. I mean, the, the behind-the-back catch, so I was fortunate enough to have been there in person. Uh, I want to say it was 2002. 10, 2009, the Mining Key Car Care Bowl between North Carolina and West Virginia, featuring T.J. Yates as the quarterback of the mm. North Carolina Tar Heels, who is now the wide receivers coach here uh, in Atlanta. But Hakeem Nix, former New York Giant, mm-hmm. had a short career kind of in the league, but uh, one of the greatest college football players, had a catch very similar, where he kind of almost like passed it between his legs mm-hmm. to, to make the grab. That was the first thought that I had on that Bijan Robinson mm. catch because I was sitting right there in the press box. It happened kind of right in front of me, and, and you could see it happen in real time. And I was like, how on earth did he not only hold on to this ball, but he almost used it? He was like, cool, you're going to do this. Let's go with it. Let's, let's see what happens. Yes, and. 
and he just used the little ball placement to fake out the defender and then keep going. He does things like that about three or four times a game, and they're not going to be, you know, the 65-yard touchdown run that maybe a Saquon Barkley is. He hasn't broken one of those yet. I don't know if he has the long speed to really break a ton of these, you know, 50-yard touchdowns. Will, he hasn't taken on the commander's defense yet. (laughs) Well, who knows? You know, maybe, yeah, maybe Sunday. That's the uh, the day that's coming. But it's – he has some of the most impressive, like, Mm 17-yard runs Mm -hmm. you'll ever see. Mm -hmm. And it happens frequently. It happens with regularity. And he's such a weapon in both the passing game and the run game that – you know, fans are not going to have to wait long at all on Sunday to get a taste of, of Bajan. He is the focal point of the Falcons offense so far. I think, candidly, even with Kyle Pitts, even with Drake London, I think he's the best player on the Falcons offense by far. Um, I should probably mention Chris Lindstrom among those, uh, that group, because that's kind of the, the quartet right. of, of talented players that Atlanta has. But he is everything that I think the Falcons wanted. Uh, you can quibble a little bit with the value when you've got guys like Devon Achan um, kind of emerging. You've got, you know, different rookie running backs around the league. Like, there's always going to be that question about was number eight the right place to take a player like this? But by and large, the Falcons got an incredibly talented football player on their offense, and I don't think fans are going to be quibbling you know, with that for for too much longer because he's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, no doubt about it. That's really good. Uh, Good breakdown. Um, Will McFadden with us uh, as we talk about the Falcons. Little eye on the enemy. Uh, Before we run out of time here, I wanted to ask you about this defense. They're low in sacks. I think they're, uh, I want to say, second worst in the league, I I, I believe was the number I saw. I think it's only like five or six sacks, whatever it is. Uh, And, of course, we know this commander's offense gives up a ton of sacks. But what I was impressed by – what I watched on tape, what I saw live last Sunday uh, while uh, not having to deal with the commanders on red zone, uh, and and then I went and checked. They do put pressure on the quarterback. They just may not be finishing it off. Is that a fair assessment, or are those numbers? Because I think they're second in the NFL in terms of hurry percentages, according to pro football reference. Is that fair or no? It's completely fair. I mean, this is a a defense that has been able to generate pressure on the quarterback. They've not been able to get the quarterback down, whether whether that's, you know, a byproduct of the quarterbacks they've been playing, younger guys, a little bit more mobile, or whether it's just the product of some of the guys the Falcons have are a little bit long in the tooth as as far as pass rushers. Maybe that closing speed isn't there. Maybe it's one thing or another, but the Falcons have been making life a little bit hard on themselves defensively. They've just been coming through. You know, they've been getting into third and two, third and one, and then they make that play. That's not an easy way to live in the NFL. It's much easier to get a sack on first down, and now it's second and 15, and the offense is immediately behind the eight ball, or you get turnovers, you do things like that. The Falcons are just kind of getting off the field because they play three downs better than the offense does. And as I was looking ahead and kind of doing some advanced scouting with Washington, I really think second down is going to be the key here for Washington's offense or Atlanta's defense. Whichever unit, if Washington's able to play Canadian football and kind of pick up a first down on two downs, that is going to make life very hard on Atlanta. Because Atlanta has not been great defensively on first and second down. Mm. They are 
really, really good on third down. And Washington and, stinks on third down. Exactly. But Washington's been pretty good on second yes, down. Yes, they have. Kind of look at the success rate, yep. the EPA, all of that stuff. So, again, I think second down is going to be the money down for both teams here. If Atlanta can get Washington into third and three or shorter, that actually favors, I think, the Falcons a little bit, even though you would think that it would favor the offense. So the defense is full of a lot of newcomers, a lot of new faces um, from what you guys saw last year. Jesse Bates, of course, Calais Campbell, Caden Ellis, Jeff Okuda, David Onyemata. They're all playing really well. It's going to be an interesting matchup. Um, I would expect maybe a little bit more sacks on Sam Howell, Mm -hmm. given kind of the nature of Washington's offense. But keep keep second down in mind because I, that is going to be the down that I'm going to be watching most closely in this game. That's a really astute point. Absolutely. Because I was scared to death of the third down matchup, but I probably didn't put maybe enough emphasis on where they could take advantage. And I've been calling for Washington to come out up-tempo, no huddle, you know, tempo by design to start the game, to get off to a fast start because – you know, I, I think you put a defense on its heels and maybe you get them before they get the, uh, you know, the oil running through the engine. I'm sure they will not do anything that I suggest, but I think that's one of the things that hopefully they can take advantage of. And they need to be a little bit more balanced, certainly, than uh, they have. Well, great stuff. Great information. Uh, really appreciate you joining us and making some time for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I mean, obviously, good luck to the Falcons. I mean, I'm a big Kyle Smith guy, so I'm always rooting for him. Uh, so yeah, as a yeah. result, I'm rooting kind of for the Falcons, but you know I gotta I, I gotta I gotta hope that the Commanders can can find a way to stay afloat this Sunday. You know, uh, I totally understand. You know, outside of the division, though, we can we can put our our friendly you know niceties aside there for Sunday. Go. But of course, you guys are NFC East, we're NFC South, so after Sunday, it can be. Totally amicable once again. Um, but thank you so much for having me on. This was a blast. Absolutely. And best of luck to you guys on right. Sunday. Thank you, Will. Appreciate you. Will McFadden, host of the Believe in Falcons podcast and also uh, writes for the Falcoholic uh, down in Atlanta. By the way, the injury reports, the final injury reports are out. We'll have the details on that. Plus, we'll get back to Bill in Upper Marlboro, Cliffy in D.C. Uh, and you with 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines. It's a football Friday Will it be a scary Sunday, or will you be feeling saucy on Sunday afternoon? Saucy in a good way, baby. On the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. Saucy in a good way, baby. We try to be, right? I mean, why not? I mean, if it's going to be potentially a scary Sunday, a saucy Sunday would be welcomed for a change. I might get a little saucy tonight when I get home. From the Caps and Penguins, I might be hitting up uh, the Terramana Tequila uh, in my cabinet that the Rock created. Old Dwayne Johnson might be hitting that up, which I'm sure will lead to. It doesn't take much to knock your boy out. Saucy in a good way. Baby. Exactly. It'll make me a little saucy, right? Because I like to kind of load up the tequila. You're having fun with this, aren't you? I'm just you? so happy you said that on air so that I could use that as a drop. As soon as that ended, I was like, oh, 
I don't think he realizes that's going to be a new drop for the show. I mean, I'm fine. Like, I mean, if we make fun of everybody else, you might as well make fun of me. Saucy in a good way, baby. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong about that, right? I mean, I'm just saying, I I might get a little, uh, you know, I might get a little... Um, Saucy in a good way. Baby. There. That. It's a Friday night, right? If I make it to, like, I don't know, home tonight at midnight or so after the game, if I make it there safe and sound, I might have another. And then collapse and pass out, which again doesn't take a lot. Does not take a lot. All right, one fifty-five, team nine eighty, actually one fifty-six. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, to be fair to Bill, to be fair to Cliff, we're gonna hold you guys over for two o'clock. Steve Wino is gonna join us at two thirty from the Associated Press. He'll be covering the Capitals and Penguins tonight, as he always does for the Associated Press. He also does some Commanders coverage as well. So we'll talk to him about both. We'll get your phone calls in. On the other side, so we give everybody a fair chance. 156 team 980. Good to have you aboard on a Friday, the 13th of October. Caps opening night. And the Commanders heading to Hotlanta on Sunday, baby. On the Team 980, always live and free on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.